I blacked out for the last two minutes. I have no idea what just happened. What? Did we just become best friends? Yeah! One is a t-shirt queen, and the other is an SEO and web developing ninja. And both of these squirrels are a little nuts. You're now listening to the More Gooder Ideas Podcast, a show for the small business hustlers worldwide, encouraging you to be your most authentic self. This is the place where your whole story matters. Come for the tips and stay for the fun. Now, your hosts, Angie Patterson and Jay Smith. We're jumping right in there. Yeah. All right. So what'd you bring? Um, so in a previous episode, we talked about imposter syndrome. Uh-huh. So this has a little bit to do with that. Okay. And also just, you know, you've been doing a lot of work here in our studio. I appreciate that. And I wanted to show you some appreciation <laughs> for all the hard work you're doing. I'm sure this is going to sound really good in audio. <laughs> this is ASMR. So we've got a... Because you're not an imposter. You're not going to fall prey to imposter syndrome. He-Man Skeletor... Shirt. Love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Skeletor humor. I thought you. you might need that. You're Thank welcome. you so much. That's that's awesome. Um, okay, so what happened this week? Went to a Barbie party. Okay. Hashtag Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. If you're not sick of it, you're going to be sick of it now. Have you seen either movie? I have not. Okay. Actually. Okay. I don't like going to the movie theaters because I like to ask a lot of questions. I like to uh, get up and go to the bathroom. And I understand that that's disrespectful to do in a movie theater. So. I mean, I don't think the bathroom is asking like all the questions <laughs> like constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what just happened? Yeah. That Yeah. Or guessing what's going to happen at the end. I like <laughs> to make a lot of predictions about what's going to happen. Are you ever next. right? No, I'm never. Right. That's always been a really irritating superpower of mine because I spot plot devices and I'm like, oh, this is what happens. And you ruin it for <laughs> ruin everybody the whole else. Thing. I, I've gotten to the point where I keep it to myself, but I'm like, and they can see it in my face. Like, so maybe we should kind of get into it a little bit. This, this episode sucks. <laughs> so um, what are your initial thoughts? Oh, we've been on you the whole time. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> my hat's all fucked up. I look like, I look crazy. I look like Ernest goes to camp. Another great one. God, why are you? You're really bringing bringing the the theme in today. Anyway, so you brought me a T-shirt. Look, Welcome to the episode. look, it's He-Man, but it's Skeletor. I love Skeletor. I love Skeletor memes. They are there are where he runs through the mirror and punches the mirror. So he's running away. I made that in honor of our previous episode about imposter syndrome. Cool. And trying to fight it. Cool. So, and as a thank you for all the hard work that you've been doing to put our, our humble little studio together. Well, thank you. Okay. So these last three minutes have been an utter waste of everyone's time. So let's get to the actual episode. <laughs> this episode sucks. This That's why you have to sucks. leave it in because this episode sucks. That's true. That's a good point. It's it's very meta. Like <sighs> before meta, you know, meant a stupid company. We're breaking all the walls. The That's third right. one, the fourth one. The, their fifth one. Fuck all these walls. Right. Gone. I don't even have one behind me. <laughs> See? No wall behind me. See, I can switch cameras. And we're back. <laughs> and and we're back. So what are your initial thoughts on uh, when things just kind of suck? In your business. But maybe an example. Give me a... Well, uh, Jay Muntz, 
which we're wrapping up right now, are notoriously bad for product-based businesses. J months. Yes. June months and July. that start with J. Okay. I thought yes. that was a person. <laughs> J months. And he is he's somebody we hate. January, June, July, they're notoriously low sales months for okay. product-based businesses. Um, so that's what comes to the forefront of mind when we're recording this. We're on the tail end of July. So um, trying to come up with new and unique ways to get your customers in to buy and also just not having the income that you had previous months and then obviously going into the holidays. Sure. It's hard. Okay. Um, you did come up with a pretty cool idea this last week though did i i mean i saw it on facebook my mystery boxes right thank you i mean that's pretty innovative i'm trying to overcome i'm trying to overcome the suck <laughs> that is <laughs> so there's adversity i'm trying to overcome adversity that's the word i was looking for so one of the main one of the main kind of talking points i wanted to bring up and this would have this is the alternate title to this episode is embrace the suck which is a military-heavy term. Marines use it a lot. I believe it started out with the Navy SEALs. And the idea being that regardless of how bad a situation is, recognizing it for what it is and pushing forward is really the only way to succeed through it. Whether or not something is terrible or sucks doesn't change the fact that it sucks. And bemoaning it or falling into self-pity, but there's no way through it but through it, uh, unless you just quit. So I really, and, and, you know, I'm a veteran. I have a deep amount of respect for Marines. Perspective is, is a good way to avoid falling into a pit of despair when things aren't going so great is keeping what you've got in front of you. And if you're running a small business, you've got some capacity. You've got some good things going your way in life if you're even able to do that. You're in the, oh, yeah. you were born in the right country. You've got the right financial situation. You've got the right family support. You've got the right creativity and the right ideas. So sometimes if things aren't going great, it's good to just take a deep breath and look around and recognize that it could be a lot worse. Oh, and I know yeah. that's no, that's small comfort to people who are dealing with challenges like, oh, it could be worse. Great. Thanks. No, super helpful. That doesn't mean that your situation doesn't suck, but it could always be. It brings me to my, my source material for this episode, oh. which um, was a film you can watch on Tubi. It's called Darren the Inspirer. Okay. Darren Harbour. He is a blind man, and he is also a professional wrestler. And his documentary is very inspiring. He's full He's full on blind and a professional wrestler. Yes. Wow. It's very inspiring. His whole story is really inspiring. And that's why I use that documentary, again, as my source material for this episode. But something he said in there when he was talking about um, being accepted into the place where they trained, he was like, if it doesn't go any further than this, I still made it here. And that's an accomplishment. And that matters. And I can... Be happy about that, even if this is where it ends. That's a blessing. That's a win. Um, I think that could really help you propel yourself forward. Yes. Okay. That's pretty cool. Okay. Reset. Anyway, the statistics on how many businesses are started and how many actually stick around past year one, two, and five tells you that if you do, you've clearly, you're doing something right or you are 
incredibly persistent, even in the face of overwhelming evidence that you are not good at what you're doing. That's a really great point about overcoming the suck. Yeah. You have to be persistent and consistent this to get the results to, you want. This, this is not going to work. Yeah. You have to try new things. Like you have to move your lighting around. That's better. You got to see go. what works. Yeah. This is all just an example of what we're speaking to, Jay. So I think I think what we could do to kind of pull this back around to a coherent point is <laughs> because we never had one. I didn't delete the part where we had a point. We never have had one. Uh, <laughs> this sucks ass. I hate this so much. We manifested this. Fuck me. We did. We, we did. We said, we said, wouldn't it be cute, funny? If we do an episode and say this episode sucks and then talk about how to deal with your job sucking or your business sucking, and then we created a podcast that fucking sucks. I think that the universe has shifted our episode to not how you can overcome adversity, but that we're all going through adversity. Okay, so let's get into some concrete examples. So maybe we can talk through that. Okay. Have you ever had a really bad client experience where they're like, this is terrible and not at all what I wanted. Not in this business that I'm doing currently, mm -hmm. but in another business I started many moons ago, I did. Okay. And I was really proud of the work that I did for that customer. It never even crossed my mind that they would be unsatisfied on any scale. Um, and they were very unsatisfied and well, they had no qualms about, you know, expressing it to me. Well, how did you adjust? I, I didn't for a while. Um, it hurt? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, I took it very personally. Um, it felt very personal. It wasn't just about what I had, you know, given to them. It was a personal attack on me. And I really don't think that they meant it that way, but that's how I took it for sure. That's, I have done the exact, I think I've talked about it on another episode uh, where I, I built a website for people and, and, took their cues and was very proud of what I built. And it ended up being the right solution for a totally different client. But that was the first time I had really just had, and they weren't mean about it or anything or, you know, oh my God, you're the worst and we want our money back. But, but it wasn't what they wanted. That really set me back. When you try to apply your artistic and creative vision to that stuff, that's when you, you feel a lot more ownership over it because it's not it works or it doesn't. It's it's beautiful, but to who? It does become personal. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't I don't want to say that that experience in my previous business I continued to do that kind of work for several years after that, but it definitely contributed to the factors as to why I didn't continue doing it long term because there was that constant struggle in my head of needing validation from do the you mind, outside. Do you mind saying what that business was? I, don't uh, I was I... photography. Okay. All I right. did photography. Um, very subjective. Very <laughs> beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Absolutely. Uh, I did a wedding, okay. which I was never really crazy about doing weddings because it's a little bit... I have, I know photographers and that's the one like line for some of them. They're, they either that's all they do or they don't want to touch it. It's God's work for <laughs> sure. I mean, it's so much pressure and... Um, uh, they had a beautiful wedding. They had, um, you know, the aesthetic was really beautiful. 
And Until you came along. I was so proud. I mean, I had never been more proud of any pictures I'd ever taken. I made them this beautiful album, um, and the bride was not satisfied Well, well it's at pictures all. of them, though, so what are they not liking? I mean, <laughs> defend like, me, Jay. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, I don't, I mean, and I, I'm being flippant here. I know that photography is not photography is not photography. But what exactly, what was the issue? Was it the angles, the lighting? The... They were unhappy with the variety of different photos, oh. which again, I felt there was a ton of variety. I mean, I felt I had done photography for many years before that. I don't want to say I was the best of the best in Louisville, but they were to me, fabulous pictures, fabulous variety. I got all the details. I got pictures of all the guests. I mean, just the, you know, checklist of what you're supposed to have for wedding pictures. Sure. And she, it, she wasn't satisfied. Um, she want like B-roll? I don't. <laughs> like I don't. And I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not a photographer and I can, I can kind of see where that may have come from. Plus the whole bridezilla possible aspect and, you know, it's kind of the, like the deflating of a balloon because a wedding has such a massive buildup to it, probably a year of planning or more, and all these people, and a ton of money. And so, so much significance to the bride right. and, and the And once it's over, the, the balloon deflates, yeah. right? Just like, you know, you saved up a ton of money to finally buy this one toy you've always wanted, and then when you've got it, you're like, because the pursuit was what, what was really exciting you. Yeah. And I, I can see a lot of that in, especially in weddings. And that's why, you know, a lot of your more pragmatic older relatives be like, just go to Vegas. Don't have a, they don't want to go to it either. So they're like, just, just run away to Vegas because I don't want to go. I'll say this. I'm a big believer in perception is reality. Mm -hmm. So if she was unhappy, I don't feel like I fulfilled my end of the contract. But looking back now... I don't think that I was the issue. I think that there may have been something else going on, if that makes any sense. Are they divorced now? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I have no idea if they're if they're still married or not. But I'm not making fun of divorced people. I get divorced all the time. So. <laughs> Jay's a professional right. divorcee. Um, no, but just, you know, all these years later, I still can't answer those questions to you of what I could have done differently, okay. I guess. Um, so... Again, I'm not saying that she was like completely off the rails or she right. was wrong because that was her wedding and she was unsatisfied, but it took a real mental toll on me. It caused a lot of everything I did photography wise going yourself. forward. Well, and, and that's with photography in particular, that's a challenge because you can't redo it. Like you can't have everybody show up and stage the wedding again. So you can, you know, a website, I can rebuild it no time, even with, you know, in a horrible situation, you could gather up a small baseball team and do all their pictures again if, you know, the film gets corrupted or whatever. But a wedding, that's, that's probably a large reason why a lot of photographers are like, no, that's not me. No, oh, or they charge a lot. Oh, sure. Because. I, understandably so. Because it has to be exactly what they want. And I think that people who are dealing with a, a challenging situation, of course, it doesn't help them now. But really preparing yourself and setting yourself up for success in any situation is going to help you avoid bad situations that suck. You know, running your business like it's intentional, um, you know, checking in. And I like to bounce things off of Susan a lot because 
she's outside of the bubble of what I do. And I, you know, I can watch a thousand YouTube videos or, or, you know, communicate with my community and we're all doing the same stuff. So I don't get outside perspective. So every now and then, and luckily I trust her and she trusts me enough. She'll just say, Hey, what are you, what are you talking about there? What are you doing? And she'll start questioning me. And sometimes we'll come around to like, why the hell am I doing this? Do I really need to do that? Is anybody asking for it? And that brings up something I have noticed. And this is going to be kind of timely because um, we will all be run by AI here in the next year anyway. So I actually already am AI. This is first generation, so it's cool. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm not working so well. <laughs> but, but one of the things I've noticed, um, so before now, kind of the big Amway, get rich quick, whatever is just open your own social media marketing agency. And, you know, that's, that's a lot of the gurus. And that's one of the, you know, that when before that it was like drop shipping before that it was create coloring books on Amazon, like a billion to other people. Yes. Create a coloring book and sell none. But now it's pivoted because everybody could get chat GPT and everybody can use. And now it's create your own AI agency and build chat bots for small business owners. Cool. I, I was, I was like, okay. So, because I've seen a lot of it because, you know, I follow the same people on LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube. So I'm seeing a whole lot. And of course, the gurus are already coming out with their AI agency course, you know, how to, how to build chatbots. So, so, you know, it's, it's, it's technology driven and I'm a, you know, I'm a coder, so I'm going to look into it. There's a little bit of value there, but then I was like, well, I'm not invested in this. So I started talking to my clients who are small business owners because this is who supposedly you're going to start your own AI chatbot agency. That's who you're going to sell it to all day long. Flapjacks, you're going to be seven figures, blah, blah, blah. So I started talking to them. I was like, what do you think of that? And they go, what is it? Why do I care? Okay. You mean the little thing that, that answers, you know, customers, I've got a plug in for that. I said, yeah, I said, yeah, I said these these are AI enabled. So it, you know, reads everything on your website or uses chat GPT to answer more in-depth questions. Does it get me more business? Who cares? Right. So, um, and of course, because I just accept any LinkedIn connection that comes down the pike, it's usually salespeople. It, it almost <laughs> always is. And the, you know, they're like, Hey, I really love what you're doing with root of pie. I love to connect. And then immediately here's my calendar. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, All right. So this last, there was a guy who, he said, Hey, I'm building cool AI automations for agencies and, you know, would like to partner with you so you can sell them to your clients. So, all right. So every night I do a lot of sales calls. I take a lot of sales calls and I do it to learn what's going on out there, what people are pricing things at, and sometimes to partner with white label partners because sometimes their offering is pretty amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to build that, but you've already got it figured out. Let's work together. Most of the time it ends up just being like, <laughs> that's cool. Um, but I, you know, it doesn't go anywhere. So I talked to this, to this guy and he's already got an agency all cranking up and, uh, he told me the pricing and I said, are you, are you finding success? You getting, are you getting a lot of adoption? I wasn't being a dick. I was just asking, I was like, are you, are you actually getting, he said, no, it, it's, it's pretty tough to, to get. And, and it was the next day that I talked to Justin over at Laswell security, one of my clients and a good friend who owns Laswell Electric too, or runs it with his dad. And I just, I mentioned the pricing to him and he goes, for what? And for I, a robot to talk to my customers? For the little pop-up window that says, hey, can I help you today? And it, you know, it, but it answers specific to his website, his business, all that. And I told him the pricing because it was not super cheap up front and it was 
not cheap on a monthly basis to main to maintain it, which doesn't really require anything. And uh, I told him, and he goes, "There's no way." He said, "I don't know of any business, and any business of the size that would consider paying that would have in-house people who can easily do that. This is not a difficult thing to set up. They've, they're already doing that, yeah. or they've realized it doesn't matter." Um, so my point being in that, in all of that is before, <laughs> before you take yourself way down this path and realize something sucks, talk to your ideal customers. Mm. You've got friends who maybe you don't feel comfortable selling to, and I do, but, but they represent my typical client. They are a small business owner. They, they have a website, they're technology focused and, and I'll ask them, like, what do you think of this? And it saves me so much time. The whole online guru space is littered. And, and the psychology is all the same. You get on these calls. And if you join the program, the very first module is mindset. And it's, it's very culty. And it's very um, kind of the same as the Amway and the... Multi-level marketing. MLM, yeah. right. If you fail, it's because you don't have the right mindset. They're already setting that platter. So if you get into a course that starts off with that whole, we're going to talk about your mindset for the first module, that's what's going on. And that's why they all have that because it, it pre blames you for this not working out Mm. or it gives you that, that feeling that, well, I just didn't do this because, and that's why they have examples of, Oh, Mark here in Michigan, he made $70 billion, which brings me to another point. And I know this didn't need to become me roasting other people on social media. <laughs> roast them. <laughs> roast them. But, you know, but I, I post these on YouTube. So, of course, and I'll, all I watch on YouTube is coding videos and marketing videos and all that. So Lame. I get these guys, these guys pop up in advertisements. They're like, are you running a seven-figure agency? But, me? <laughs> but this dude's in practically in my basement with a little lame little bookcase behind him with a little cactus on it and just a white wall. Don't hate on the cactus, Terrible, terrible lighting. Just wearing T-shirt. Just dude. Just dude. Just any old dude. Like, if you're making seven figures for your clients, you can afford a little production value. (laughs) Just just a little bit. You, You can throw a couple dollars at some decent camera setup and maybe even a kid to run it. Yeah. Who's your ideal customer, cactus guy? Cactus, Cactus Jack. So uh, I went, I, I don't even remember why I started that. You were talking about asking your ideal client. So it's, it's preventative, preventative suck measures. <laughs> Copyright that. <laughs> Dot com. Uh, PSM. Does that sound something? Does that mean something gross? I mean, who knows? Um, Tell us in the comments. Folks. Don't. Don't don't tell us. It's fine. Just let us let us be idiots. We're pulling it around. Yeah, I feel like see, I told you. Yeah, we're manifesting. So it, I know. think that was a really good tip about reaching out to them, especially if you're on social media. You've got a captive audience there. Pull them, show them different things, like get their feedback. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they want to tell you because they want you to provide whatever it is they want. So Well, I think I mentioned it in another episode. You succeeding validates their choice in using you too. So there is some psychology there where helping you succeed, you know, unless they're just, you know, they don't care, which is a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, you know, people are wrapped up in their own thing, but 
if it's a if it's a customer that you're regularly doing business with on a service basis like I do or or you have regular clients who order your stuff and stalk you on social media, that one chick is a little crazy. I'm just saying. I'm, <laughs> there's there's multiple. No, I love them. You've got one. I'm just saying. A stan. Okay. That's I mean that's what I've always strived for is to have somebody create a podcast out of you because one of your fans takes you out. Like there's like a little like a little shrine to me in the back of their closet or something. That's that's hashtag goals. <laughs> that's okay. Um, Stalk me, people. I'm here for it. Let's not let's not court. So that would be pretty meta in that I when one day when I have to start up a whole new podcast to talk about how you got taken out by one of your crazy fans that you actually begged to take you out I during always, a podcast. I always listen to true crime. I didn't know I'd become true crime. <laughs> That's oh. save that for when yeah, for when I'm dead and you can use that in your podcast. Save that for when I'm dead. It's a Johnny Cash song, I think. Is it? No. Oh. No. You could have come back. <laughs> <laughs> very convincing <laughs> but no i um you know i i appreciate a stan not just for my ego but i do want to know what my customers want you know and some of my best ideas really do come from customer input so i think that was a really good tip you gave to like save yourself some of that mental fight yeah, so I think it's it's a very good protection mechanism. And speaking as somebody who's done plenty of courses, plenty, way too many, before you put your credit card in, whatever it is that you're going to learn, just ask. Just just hit hit everybody in your family, hit all your Facebook friends, just say, I'm considering this, what do you think? And it'll give you a lot of perspective and it might end up being the right choice. They might say, you know what, that, that fits exactly with the way you do things. And I think that's a great idea. And honestly, I can't wait till you're done. So I can, I can have you do that for me. Or they're going to say, uh, I would pay maybe a hundred bucks for that. When the guru is saying you can charge 1299 a month and, Mm. Or they might say, hey, haven't you heard that podcast about how that course is actually a cult? It's, they're not actually cults, but they're using the psychology of cults. I mean, some of them turned out to be cults. Okay. So we're staying with uh, this episode sucks because we're not talking about things sucking very much anymore. But Because we overcame, we overcame it. We did. We, we brought it back around, and now uh, our challenge is to get it back on fucking Humor is a great way to overcome any adversity in your life. Uh, it's a, I, I stand firm in that, whether it be your business, your personal life. If you can find a little bit of humor, it's not going to solve whatever problem you have. No, and I would argue that <laughs> I use it as a coping mechanism and a way to, to, to not... To push it down, yeah. yeah. To, to not deal with challenging things, I turn everything into a joke. What's that Grover t-shirt meme I sent you? If I don't make a joke about it, it'll destroy me. Yeah. <laughs> Grover's on a scooter. <laughs> so once you can, you know, find those things that help you cope with it, learn from it, move on. Are you going to say grind? Grind. You're going to say you grind? Grind. You got to hustle? Like got to grind? <laughs> got to hustle set? Oh, you're talking about coffee. <laughs> I was like, a cup of coffee sounds great oh. right now. What? Coffee grinds? I don't know. I just... 
this is this is my point. What is we're, your point? We're gonna learn from this. <laughs> this is my point. The, you just said nothing. We're gonna laugh about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn from this experience and say the first thing that pops into your head isn't what Jay's talking about. So don't say it out loud. And then I'm gonna move forward and I'm gonna record a better podcast next time. With who? With you. Oh. <laughs> well, you said I'm gonna record a better podcast. That was a real life example mm. of my TED Talk. and I blacked out for the last two minutes. I have no idea what just happened. And you know what? And if you're not succeeding, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this episode's really about. Get your shit together. <laughs> I think that depending on your mindset, the time of day you get that phone call, your kid was screaming at you right before your website went down. I think that the same exact situation hitting you on five different days of the week is going to look totally different to you. And perspective, kind of kind of just taking yourself out of it and saying, okay, yes, I got a flat tire this morning. Starbucks was out of egg bites, whatever. All this stuff happened. And then my client was really upset because this thing happened. All that other stuff has nothing to do with this stuff. And by setting yourself up and having that really good open communication with your client, things are going to happen. They understand that. I hope that they won't all, but a crappy clients, crappy clients, crappy client. And you're going to have them by ensuring that your marketing and your message clearly shows who you are and what you do. You're still not going to avoid every client. That's not a good fit, but you'll avoid more of them. And, We've talked about that a few times. When you're brand new, you throw the doors wide open because you need all the money you can get to keep going. Um, but, you know, the more you're able to hone down, this is who I am, this is what I do, and these are who I, these are the people that I help, the more you can avoid those situations. And you've mentioned on another podcast that by working with people who truly are your champions, they are going to give you a lot more grace when things aren't going great. And I have some wonderful clients who that's exactly the situation that we found ourselves in because sometimes things happen completely out of my control. You know, Cloudflare has an issue, which happens sometimes. I can't control it, but I am their web guy. So I got to fix it somehow. <laughs> or or I'm the, just the one who's staring at the refreshing the screen constantly. <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> You're I, welcome. But I can't do anything. I do end up taking over projects that have fallen apart just because they did not communicate with the client. They got in over their head. They never really were able to deliver what they were going to anyway. And they were just kind of paying somebody on Fiverr to do it, things like that. But you've got to, you've got to be in front of that. And that's why I've evolved to the point where I have a clear master service agreement that shows the deliverable dates and how long this takes and what your responsibility is to the client and what my responsibility is. Here's the uptime expectations. And, and, you know, people bemoan a 14, 15 page document, but that's the reason for it. So you can point to something and say, this is, this is what the expectation is. It's for your client just as much as it Absolutely. is for you. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But that, that goes back to those, you can avoid sucky situations often by doing the things that we don't really enjoy doing because we're artists and yeah. we don't want to create a contract or, you know, do the, the mundane, boring things that aren't creative. And I know I'm, we've already had this conversation before, 
but that's how you... It's a theme. We have a theme running through these episodes. Mm, motif. Yes. Okay. And, um, you know, our strongest theme is being true to yourself. Like you said, the more authentic and clear your vision is, you're going to weed out some of those people who are going to be unhappy no matter what. Right. But there are certain expectations that my customers have. True. And sometimes... You suck. Sometimes I suck, <laughs> yeah. Like just then, I don't want to make them feel sorry for me. Sure. But but I do try to be open. Hey, I you know, you need this by the 30th. I can guarantee I'm going to have it done by the 30th. But I told you the 25th, and now the T-shirt isn't here yet. So I want to apologize. I want to see if there's anything else you need from me. And I want to reassure you that it's still going to get done. I don't know what the point in me even saying that was, but... It, it makes me feel better, too, that then they can give me that reassurance of sure. like, hey, I don't need it to the 30th. I don't care. You're all good. That brings up a very good point. Oftentimes, when you think things suck, it's because you're doing it in your own head. Mm. I guess the point there is don't presume that your client customer or that situation is as bad as your head is making it, really. And the way to avoid that is open communication. And transparency. Transparency. Because they may lose their mind. They, they may be utterly, insanely pissed off. And then you know what you're dealing with. I struggle with intrusive thoughts in all aspects of my life, but especially with my business. That is something that has helped me in the past. Maybe I should practice more of to fight those intrusive thoughts. Sure. Because I always am like, worst scenario in my mind. Sure. And, you know, depending on your relationship with the client, it's okay to say that. Say, hey, my mind is doing some crazy stuff, and I think you hate me. Do you hate me? What was that thing we <laughs> talked about on a previous uh, episode where you always think that people are thinking about you when yeah. really they're not? <laughs> yeah, the spotlight effect. You, you think everyone's thinking about you, and they're not. Like, you, you know, the people who worry so much about what other people are thinking about them. Right. You know what I am thinking about all the time, though? Red Bull. Aliens. Okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to get us a sponsor here, Jay. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I think they're busy with like loop de loop planes and I don't know X games and type stuff. Is that even a thing still X games? Yeah. Is it? But Red Bull, they have their own thing. Right. Like the flying machines and yeah. stuff. The ones that all fall right off the cliff into yeah. the water. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a great way for us to promote this podcast. I would do that in a second. <laughs> I would ride one of those things into the water. I'd do it all day. I'd be like the, the dummy pilot. We could build, like, the thing, and it looks like a tiny podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> the desk. So Saturday Night Live, there was, like, a news desk that was driving down the... Oh, boy. Don't okay. post that. I don't want anybody to see our idea. <laughs> don't want them to steal it? Okay. I don't, I don't know what it costs to enter that competition or what country it's even in, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to do that. Uh, well, thanks for killing my dream. That's what I do. That sucks. Keeping it real. Okay, so do we want to, I think we can wrap this up. I can probably salvage. Telling you, post, 20, post it raw. 20, That's fuck no. <laughs> Nobody will make it past two minutes. Uh, I mean, the beginning, I bet the first 12 minutes of this is absolute trash. I can't wait. Save the uh, save the raw one just so Oh, I keep all I the raw ones. Okay. That's for our Patreon. <laughs> for, for, the, for the real sycophants to... The people who just for cannot our stands, we need to come up with a name for our stands. Why don't you make a T-shirt? Okay, 
Angie Stan. <laughs> no, that I sounds like a country. Sounds like a country. It might be. Mm. And then you have to cut that out because they're going to try and come for royalties for this or charge us taxes. Not something. an actual country. There's no Angie Stan. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Am <laughs> <laughs> I sure? Fact check that before you. Post I'm not going to fact check it. There's no goddamn country named Angie Stan. Well, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of More Gooder Ideas, where we talked about embracing the suck. I'm Angie Patterson. And I'm Jay Smith. See ya. See ya. (laughs) Thanks for checking out this episode of the More Gooder Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at More Gooder Ideas and search us up on Facebook, the More Gooder Ideas Podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. <laughs>